Welcome to Daily Daf Differently, a Jcast Network podcast. This daily podcast invites you to join us to study the Daily Talmud page with a variety of liberal rabbis and teachers. For more information about Daily Daf Differently, please visit jcastnetwork.org slash ddd. For more information about the other Jcast Network podcasts and blogs, please visit jcastnetwork.org. Hello, and welcome to Daily Daf Differently. This is Jeremy Kalmanowski, and today we will conclude Chapter 4 of Eruvin on page Nun Bet, and we'll continue our conversation uh, of the disputes between Rabbi Yehuda and Rabbi Meir regarding the ability to uh, set, as a theoretical matter, set your personal Shabbat location uh, outside of a town to extend your Shabbat Tchum, your Shabbat uh, boundary. The main thing that I would like to focus on today has to do with the concept of uh, will, the expression of somebody's intent and how significant that is in uh, rabbinic in rabbinic law. Uh, so the the idea or the scenario that is presented is Misha yatsa lelech ba'ir shemearvin ba v'hichziro chaviro hu mutar lelech v'kol b'nei ha'ir asuvet. So somebody lives in town A and would like to, uh, as Shabbat begins, fix his or her personal Shabbat boundary uh, at the 2,000 cubit limit outside the edge of the town, thus enabling that person to say, you know, I, I, I am uh, where I where I theoretically am when Shabbat begins is 2,000 cubits out the, out of the town, and so therefore I can walk a total of 4,000 cubits. Uh, out of the town on Shabbat, the 2,000 that, that is that is between the actual town and the theoretical place, and then the additional 2,000 that are that are gained from the theoretical place at the edge of town. Uh, so Rabbi Yehuda now proposes a far-reaching uh, articulation of the importance of kavanah, the importance of intentionality in an act, and says that if the person even set out on the journey, t- takes a few steps towards that 2,000, towards that place 2,000 uh, cubits away, uh, that is sufficient for that person to have created an Eruv. Uh, if you remember on the previous page, we had the distinction between the, the quote-unquote rich person and the quote-unquote poor person. The rich person, quote-unquote, is not necessarily uh, with respect to how much financial resources a person has, but whether they are in their home with their stuff and their food. And the poor person is a wayfarer, even if they have access to financial resources in their own hometown. Once they're a wayfarer, they're considered to be poor. So if the person uh, leaves town A and takes a step outside the town, says, I'm heading for that spot 2,000 cubits away, um, that person has become poor. And according to Rabbi Yehuda, a poor person can say, a poor person, but only a quote-unquote poor person can say, my home is in that, that spot X, 2,000 cubits away. Uh, a rich person can only say, if you have your food with you, uh, a rich person can only say, here, this spot where I am right now, that is, that is my Shabbat location. But the traveler now, even though the traveler has only taken a theoretical step or, or, or a symbolic step, Towards that, uh, towards that 
distant spot, uh, then that person has expressed intentionality, kavana, and that makes the the very abstract eruv valid for that person. But because it is merely based upon that one individual's idiosyncratic subjective kavana, uh, that works for that person, him or herself, alone and not for any other people. Had they actually gone there and set set the symbolic food down at the location, then it would have been uh, valid even for other people, and that person could have been an agent for other people. I could I could walk your bread or the bread that we share, 2,000 cubits, place it down, and that would give us both the the right to travel. In this case, this Eruv is kind of weak. It's kind of small, but it's, it's sturdy enough that the one person can can in fact use it. And in the Gemara, when we, uh, when we break this apart a little bit and dig it out a little bit further, um, we say that if a person, there's a couple of disagreements, but there is a, a view that if the person makes the articulation that it is his or her intention to make that their area, not, not just the physical act of leaving, uh, that even so much as sort of taking a step down the stairs and say, I'm going now, uh, that will count as being enough of intentionality for for the Eru. That's, I think, characteristic of uh, the abstractions of rabbinic thought uh, in, in general. Uh, they place a very great uh, um, importance on understanding and action uh, as we try to impute or try to interpret uh, what it was that was the person's intentionality in their in their action. So it's not just the action itself, stripped of all uh, of of all imagined mental state. It's the it's the mental state that we take to be behind the action. Uh, I would like to note a, what I think is a charming phrase on our page. Rabbi Mayer disagrees with that view that we just said, and says that unless the person actually makes the a roof. Uh, if you'll remember, Rabbi Meir believes that in general, placing food is the ideal Eruv, and only for the poor person, the traveler, uh, can it be an articulation. But if the person really fails to make the statement and to get out towards the, uh, the, the distant location of 2000 uh, Amot, if he failed to make the Eruv, he turned back, the, their friend, the person's uh, friend, convinced him it's too cold or it's too hot. Come on back. Then the uh, then the person is kehamar gamal, is like a camel driving donkey driver. Camel dri camels are led, pulled from the front. Donkeys are driven from behind. So this poor guy is stuck behind a camel, camel, and in front of a donkey. Can't do anything. I I, I think that the diction and the and the word choice of rabbinic literature is like any literature, can be beautiful and expressive. And so I think this is great. He's a, he's a camel-driving donkey driver. He's stuck. He can't go forward and he can't go back. And that means that in Rabbi Meir's position, which does not turn out to be the halacha, but in Rabbi Meir's position, if you fail to actually make the Eruv, then since we don't know, since we cannot, cannot impute the, uh, the broad view of intentionality, then you are stuck between the area that, that would that would overlap either of these two positions, that is to say that the person is stuck from the 2,000 cubits, let, let's say, from the eastern edge of their town to the 2,000 feet away, or 2,000 cubits away on the eastern side, but the person then loses um, the 2,000 cubits in all the, in, in the western direction, 
because per, you know since we since we cannot really say for certain um, uh, what the person's uh, intentionality was, then we're going to to restrict that person to just the two thousand side. Uh, finally, I want to look at the very last, the penultimate phrases uh, in in our chapter. We talk about uh, the the Mishnah, the last Mishnah in the chapter says Mishayatzachutz la'tchum, the person who left the tchum, afilu ama'achat, even just one uh, cubit beyond their two thousand limit, lo yikanes cannot re-enter. Rabbi Eliezer Omer Shtaim yikanes. Shalosh lo yikanes. Now that Rabbi Eliezer is a little bit, a little looser. If you took one ama out, you 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 can go back in. But uh, two, even two amot out, you can go back in. But three, you cannot. And we go on, and we hear from another sage, Rabbi Hanina, who's there's a, a double report of his position, each each in fact of of opposite views. But what we are ultimately arriving in is that uh, a larger consensus of sages says that where a person's body is, um, let me find this here on the page, Acherim Omrim Lemakom Sherubo Huniskar, the place where the majority of your body is, that's where you are literally thrown. Um, so where are you? You're where your body is. And though you might nudge one little foot, outside of the tchum, uh, that's not dispositive. What's dispositive is where the majority of your body is. Well, that brings us to the close of Chapter 4, and I look forward to studying the beginning of Chapter 5 with you tomorrow. I hope you've enjoyed today's episode of Daily Daf Differently, and that you'll join us again tomorrow for a new page. The music at the opening and close of this episode is Ufros from the Epic Chorus album One Bead, available on Bandcamp, iTunes, and Spotify.